Hello. Welcome back to the Chattahoochee Podcast, episode 15. The Big 15-er. Big 15. That's so exciting. Yeah, it is. It really is. We were just we were just talking like, have we really done 15 episodes? It's been a wild ride so far. Yeah, one even more fun than the last. Yes. You know? <laughs> Hope you all have enjoyed uh, uh, the Patty Loveless episode. Yeah. And jamming all those Patty Loveless tracks that were added to the Chattahoochee Top Tracks playlist on Spotify. Absolutely. Absolutely. I still haven't stopped listening yet. No. And I haven't stopped listening to our newer than 90s playlist either. Yeah. I try to do all kinds of things not to. I try to think about Elvis. Memphis. Memphis. Oprah in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> I can't concentrate. It's it's all I think about, really. Y'all too, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we're not alone in that. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Episode 15. Um, uh, Again, we have, uh, we've taken an extra week this time to put out the episode, but man, how excited are you for the uh, holiday season coming up? I'm so excited that I've been already listening to Christmas music pre-Halloween, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And even once once November 1st hits, it's it's go time for me, it's, you know? Tis the season. Yeah, you know? tis the season. And, like, we're, um, uh, I guess if you're listening to this on the day it premieres, it's November 8th, Monday, November 8th. For me, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's, it's all just Christmas to me. Like, it's all just a Christmas season. Yeah, there's like a, a pre-Christmas dinner, and then there's mm-hmm. Christmas dinner, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, Thanksgiving is just the pre-game for yeah. Christmas, you know? Yeah. You just kind of, like, you know, uh, test your endurance, you know, mm-hmm. how much you can consume in a meal yeah. to prep for the good Christmas dinner. Yeah. And like, opening gifts. Yeah, take mental notes. Like, what puts me out like a lot? Yeah. What can I just, like, keep crushing on? I mean, what... What are the key <laughs> leftovers that I want to, you know, throw in some Tupperware and take home? It's like, the ham. Yeah. It's the ham it's for the me. Ham. I'm thankful for ham. Dark yeah. meat, light meat, turkey. That's the real question. You know, this is... This is going to sound... Sound... Um, I don't know. This might even be countercultural, but I like the darker meat turkey I do too. myself. Oh, Dark, yeah. Okay, okay. I mean, I'm not going to kick out the white meat for eating crackers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, both is good. Yeah. I'll take either. But I do prefer ham over turkey for sure. Really? I do. Wow. I do love some some sodium-packed ham. Mm. I just love <laughs> the, the saltier. It's the really better. just the salt. It's just salt. Just give me plain salt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that your all's mouths are watering, uh, yeah, thinking about those dinners that are coming our way, right? Mm, that we're so very thankful for. Yeah, absolutely. This this episode will serve as our Thanksgiving special, Tur- yeah. Turkey Day. You know, gobble gobble. <laughs> and um, we were kind of brainstorming on um, this episode, kind of what what all we want to cover, and I think we should we should just talk about. Some things we're thankful for. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I'm thankful that uh, we did grow up in the area that we grew up in because had we not lived around here growing up, we mm-hmm. might not have been exposed to, you know, even half of this yeah. 90s country that we all love. Truly, because like you say, growing up then and like your limited ways to consume new music, be the radio or if you got your hands on a cassette, like about everything we heard on the radio, you could flip through there and it's mostly all country stations and yeah. like one classic rock station yeah yeah 
Yeah, we've talked so many times about how there was just so much good country on yeah. the radio in the 90s. And like like Andy said on The Office, like, I wish there was a way to know you were in the good old days yeah. when you left them, you know? It's one of those things, <laughs> we like, I reminisce about being like, man, I'm so glad I got to experience these artists and have these connections growing up listening to this. And, like, maybe it's just the old man in me now, I guess, you yeah. know, getting over this, <laughs> getting there. But I'm like, I wonder what kids today feel what music makes them feel that way or they enjoy growing up listening to. Cause yeah. I feel like, you know, once again, could be the old man thing, but I feel like the pickings are slim across really all genres these days for what is really stands out there as quality content and music. Like I feel like we got so much in such a short span. I, I'm almost nervous about like 25 years from now, our kids going to be uh, making podcasts about how good like these Luke Bryan songs were. <laughs> I hope to God that's I not don't the case. I have a time machine and I haven't been to the future, but I don't think that's the case, hopefully. <laughs> Me and Kelsey sat through, just, I don't know why. I don't know how we did it, but we sat through the CMT Top 20 countdown the other day. Uh, oh my gosh, it was so bad. If that's what they're podcasting about in 25 years, as Merle Hager would say, stop the world and let me off. <laughs> I'm tired of going round and round. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, it was tough. It was really tough. Somehow, though, that uh, that Trace Atkins, Luke Bryan, Pitbull song, I don't think it was, I don't think it made the top twenty. No way! <laughs> what? You gotta be kidding me! <laughs> I thought it was like made for that. You know, mm-hmm. that's like a number one CMT top twenty hit right there. That's like one of those ones you know, like when they send signals out in the space, they probably play a song like that. I would say, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, hey, if you're out there. We we Just got go some ahead and kill us. Yeah, <laughs> we're miserable yeah. down here. Listen, please to this. <laughs> come here and take Pitbull and Luke Bryan. Take them out of here. <laughs> jeez, jeez, jeez. Yeah, well, that you know things we're not thankful for. Luke Bryan, but, but yeah. in terms of some things we are thankful for, what do you? What else you got? I'm really thankful just for like the the amount of um, the amount of the I guess the the culture. I wouldn't say that our area is culturally, like, progressive, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. But, and I think I said this on an earlier episode, I think it is very culturally rich. Yeah. So I am thankful, even though we are set back in time in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. some ways not great mm-hmm. ways, you know, but I am thankful for, like, the, the kind of, like, the small town yeah upbringing that we had you know totally it's just like that sense of like uh i feel like a lot of us growing up around in our generation our time in the 90s probably got a lot of that like um <clears throat> same concepts and ideas from our grandparents our mamas and papas right. of like hey yeah love everybody treat them good you know give them a mm-hmm. shirt off your back invite yeah. them in for dinner if they're hungry like, yeah give them some ham give them some that salty ham they yeah. want it <laughs> either kind of turkey you yeah know? <laughs> but yeah we were uh <clears throat> truly blessed with a unique experience and yeah perspective growing up here and uh some of this music and being exposed to it and having some awesome memories tied to it i'm also super thankful for and i've been thinking about this a lot lately as we've been recording these episodes but i feel like as a society <clears throat> present day we have really uh the man have really let us all down in terms of man's fashion because if you look mm-hmm. Some of these outfits yeah. throughout '90s country, like, why aren't we all still dressing like that? I mean, 
I don't know. I think we need to get back they to... They made bold-fashioned choices, and they <laughs> went for it, and it was the right choice. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, the loud shirts. Mm-hmm. Like, like, we wouldn't have thought in 95 to wear, like, the the loud-colored cowboy shirts with Air Force Ones, like, out, like uh, Garth did. Yeah. But, I mean... He pulled it that's off. a good look. It's real good. Yeah, that's a great look. Like I'd wear that today. Yeah, and that's how we should all dress to go to Thanksgiving this year. So yes, yes, absolutely, we should. And um, if you guys want to really let your family know what what you're all about, like the thing to argue about is not politics. That's the popular thing to to argue about. Yeah. But what you really want to let them know is that today's country is just not as good. Yep. And you want to know a way that you can do that this Thanksgiving? We have, and um, you will probably have seen this already on our socials, but we have some brand new hats. Oh, do we? (laughs) Do we? If you're like us and you kind of lump Thanksgiving in with the uh, the holiday season, the Christmas season, you can be the proud owner of a honky tonk Christmas bill cap. Yep, they are um, beautiful hats mm-hmm. that feature a flannel bill, <laughs> green top, yeah, and they gosh. say honky tonk Christmas. That very much mirrors the way the design and font looks off of Alan Jackson's. Honky Tonk Christmas. Christmas. And they are beautiful. They look so good. They're super comfortable, too. Yeah. And let me tell you, they are, they're a very limited quantity. Like, they, we ain't never, yeah. look, number one, the world has never seen a hat that looks like this. No. And, or looks this good. Mm-mm. But um, the world will never see this again. Yeah, this is a limited release this holiday season only. So if you really want one, when you see them, be on the lookout on socials. When you see them go up, grab them. Because once they're gone, they're gone. Yeah. I'm thankful that these hats exist. That's what I'm thankful for. Exactly. So if you want to have a (laughs) honky-tonk Christmas, get you one of these hats. Because if you miss out, you won't be over it by New Year's Eve. Yeah. It'll stick with you into the the New Year. Those silent nights at home are going to kill you. Yeah. (laughs) Without that hat. (laughs) Everybody else will be out having a honky-tonk Christmas, and there you'll be. Yeah, wishing you Merry, Merry Christmas to me. You yeah. know, just one <laughs> gift beneath my tree. And uh, that being said, going into the Thanksgiving season, we're fast approaching the. I mean the the shopping time. You know, yeah. everybody likes to get their shopping started on uh, Black Friday. If this is something that you would like to gift a friend, a family member, a significant other. This makes a fantastic stocking stuffer. Truly. And um yeah, be on the lookout for some uh, some great some great stuff. We've got some awesome stuff planned for the new year, but just for now, we're so excited for this season. Mm-hmm. We're so we're so excited for the next this episode and the next couple episodes. Yeah, and going into the new year, be on the lookout for all kinds of new projects and yes. ideas related to the podcast, uh new merchandise. And also around Black Friday, look for uh, any old uh, merchandise we've already released to be on sale for Black Friday. Yep. Talk about stocking stuffer. Mm -hmm. Man, oh man. I'm thankful. 
man, I'm 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 thankful this for this podcast and our yeah. listeners. Truly, y'all are the best. Yeah, I'm very yeah. thankful for you and lucky to have you here. Like they say that most podcasts don't get to ten episodes. This is number fifteen, and we're still rolling, man. Yeah. We're still rolling. We're still having a blast, and because you guys are still listening, you know. We have so many great artists we've yet to cover, and oh, I can't, I can't wait for the new year. There's just we've covered so many amazing, talented musicians and artists so far, and we've only, you know, scratched the surface of what's there in the '90s era. Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you what. we haven't even let you guys know who we are talking about on this episode. Is the 15. suspense killing you? Yeah, you're dying inside, aren't you? Well, I'll tell you what. The here's how you find out. Y'all can start walking our way. We'll start walking yours. We'll meet in the middle and talk about Diamond Rio. Yes. How about that? Look out! <laughs> we're going to get together beneath that old Georgia pine. You bring your cassettes. I'll bring my boombox, and we're going to listen to Diamond Rio. Yep, yep. And I am excited for it. <laughs> all right diamond rio man this is one of my uh favorites growing up really this is one i had on cassette and i love to jam some diamond rio see this is one that um like you 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 know most of if not all of their hits you know most of the words to these songs mm-hmm. but it wasn't until recently that i realized how much i really do love these songs yeah. Like, they weren't, like, one of my absolute, like, all-time favorites. Like, they're not on, like, you know, Garth or Brooks and Dunn or Alan Jackson level. Yeah. But they've got some really great songs. I just feel like the combo they had of musicians and Mm -hmm. uh, vocalists that came together was just, like, the perfect mix to make them work so well in doing what they do. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, so they had, you know, a very unique beginning for... Of any artist, really. Yeah. Um, before the star-studded lineup consisting of a few people, we'll let you know here, uh, Marty Rowe, who would be on lead vocals and rhythm guitar. Yeah. Uh, Gene Johnson, a very skilled mandolin player, you know, guitar, fiddle, and also sang uh, tenor vocals. Renaissance man of sorts. Uh, he's He can do it all. <laughs> uh, one of my favorites of the band is Jimmy Olander, who yeah. played lead guitar and uh, banjo from time to time. Yeah. Had uh, Brian Proud on drums. Uh, Dan Truman on keys, who I love because anytime you see him play live or in videos, he has like that <laughs> keyboard power stance. Oh yeah, you know, and uh, <laughs> he sells it. <laughs> he sells it hard. He really does. He's like, I'm working hard up here hitting these <laughs> keys. And you hear it. And then my personal favorite of the band, uh, both for reasons of uh, slick bass licks, amazing backup vocals, yeah. and all around ten out of ten style. Yeah, is Dana Williams. Yeah, for he, sure. He takes the cake for me. <laughs> I wish now that I wouldn't have cut the mullet. I could have been Dana Williams for Halloween, yeah. and no one would have known who I was. You'd have that yeah. had the name tags. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, my name yeah. is Dana Williams. What do you mean? You don't know <laughs> who, who Dana, Dana Williams, Williams is? Get out. <laughs> Give me your candy. Um, <laughs> but they would come together. Uh, to form the band Diamond Rio, mm-hmm. um, who was also, prior to that, would be known as both the Tennessee River Boys and the Grizzly River Boys. That's a good name. I like that one. Um, as we mentioned, they had a kind of a unique beginning. So initially, the band was founded in the early 80s as sort of a performance attraction uh, at a theme park called Opryland USA in mm-hmm. Nashville, which it doesn't, which is the saddest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like, 
you think that it would kind of exist still yet and be yeah. both uh, a Nashville attraction that maybe like there's a roller coaster that goes through the Country Music Hall of Fame. That would like, be that fantastic. W- that would be good. <laughs> but yeah, I guess the they were named the Grizzly River Boys because that was a uh, ride within the theme park. So they were kind of oh, named after okay. a ride within the theme park. Man, it is a shame that that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Um. So they were kind of meant to be like a one-time act put together to kind of promote the park yeah. and the attractions at the park. Well, they appeared on this one-time TV special, and they kind of caught traction and were popular enough that they became yeah. a regular staple performing in the park on a regular basis. I would like to see some footage from that. Yes. Like, I would like to see... I'm just, in general, Opryland USA or yeah. them, and them performing. Yeah. If I had a time machine, that's where I'm going back. Like, all the things you could see throughout history. Yeah. I'm going to Opryland USA, I think, and having a day. <laughs> like, just <laughs> buying all the merchandise I can, because it's probably really good. I'd be, I'd be curious as to, like, if their sound as, you know, like the Grizzly Mountain, the Grizzly River Boys, if mm. that was, like, at all, like, similar to the Diamond Rio we know yeah. now. Like, even stylistically, if it was similar, you know? Yeah, so um, they're going to, through the course of years, they're going to change uh, through some members and people are going to come and go. And that kind of starts happening around a few years after being at the park. So in 83, one of the original members uh, would be Ty Herndon. What? Yeah, surprise. Didn't no, know that. Did not know myself. Nope. Um he would depart to pursue a solo career. Yeah. Uh, a few of the other original bandmates would also follow suit. And after some trial and error with other mem- members and people coming and going, it kind of started, uh, it kind of began to piece together the perfect lineup. Um, initially picking up Dan Truman on keys. Uh, and then also picking up Marty Rowe, who worked within the park. <laughs> and what <laughs> I had read crazy. was he worked in the park doing impressions of uh, I think it was Larry Gatlin, uh-huh. who sings All the Gold in California. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he does. I'd like to hear him sing that now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, apparently since he was like 12 or 13, had toured with a Christian group by the name of Winsong, who I tried to find information yeah. about because I was just really curious because I was like, mm-hmm. I've never heard of this. No, I can't, hardly anything. It's not on Spotify? <laughs> Surprisingly, <laughs> no. <laughs> they um, were probably like... Um, Overshadowed by the uh, what the what's the group new song that <laughs> does it, yeah. the winter jam every year? These boys, <laughs> win song, new yeah. song. Whatever. So they, <laughs> you, you, you get it. Same thing, really, <laughs> probably. Um, so yeah, they somebody picked up Dan Truman on keys, uh, picked up Marty Rowe as a vocalist and backing guitarist, mm-hmm. and then they would also pick up Jimmy uh, Olander, who is an extraordinary guitarist, yeah. who was a uh, also a guitarist and sideman with uh, Mel McDaniel. Get Dude, down the fiddle, get down the bow. Guitarist, yeah, he is outstanding. Like, like, I feel like for for like a guitarist to, especially like within like this like nineties country that we that we love, it for your parts to stand out so much that like those are like the main hooks of the song sometimes. Yeah. Like that's what draws me into some of these Diamond Rio songs. Yeah. And like the Mel McDaniel stuff is like the guitar pieces on that are just ridiculous. I like, feel so like good. He's one of those musicians from the air. It's like if you could pick anybody in that time span to take guitar lessons from, yes. I feel like he's one of the main dudes yeah. you want teaching you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. 
And I can't believe that Ty Herndon was the original singer. How wild, yeah. How do we not know that? Because, I mean, he, I don't know, some of you guys, if you're, you know, 90s country aficionados, like we claim to be as well, you probably know some Ty Herndon yourself, like the man holding on to a woman letting go. Yeah. It's a good song. It's a good Good song. And he had, he had several really, really big hits, but uh, I guess, I guess it worked out for him and the Grizzly River Boys, as we currently know them in this story, you know. (laughs) What a what a great name for both a band and an amusement park ride. <laughs> the Grizzly River Boys. It reminds so, me of the uh, the River Bottom Nightmare Band off of that uh, <laughs> that weird old Jim Henson Christmas movie, yeah. the uh, Emmett Otter. <laughs> I just imagine they all come out dressed up like grizzly bears. And... <laughs> it's part of the act. So. Uh, come around 1985, they've been playing in the park, Opryland, USA, for a few years. Uh, still known then as the Tennessee River Boys. Yeah. Um, they made the decision to leave that gig at the park because they kind of felt like maybe being a theme park attraction might hurt their reputation as right. real musicians. Right. But they're going to be locked into that, you yeah. Know? But anybody that heard them play, I feel like would have to be like, would have to know that they're way more than that with the talent they had already yeah. then. Um, so they step away from working at the park. They spend the next few years kind of unsuccessfully pushing demos and playing small venues and auditoriums and even uh, being eliminated in the very first round of the TV competition show at the time, Star Search. Star Search. Yeah. Dang. uh, Probably definitely pretty hurt by that, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, we were just playing at the theme park in Nashville. Right. Getting a good following and we just got booted out of Star Search. (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) So you know they were they were pretty frustrated, obviously, because they you know they've they've worked so hard and had such little success. Yeah, the drummer, you know, JJ Whiteside, he would end up leaving, and that would make way for Brian Prout. Yes. The following year, Mel Deal, Danny Gregg, they'd also leave, and they would pick up the talents of Gene Johnson, who is killer, dude. I don't know if. Diamond Rio could exist without Gene Johnson and what he contributes to the band. Yeah. Like, it's almost as important as the lead singer if that you, we end up with. If you pull his vocals out of the mix, those, they're not going to sound any, they're just not going to be the same songs, man. Like, he makes yeah. the harmonies. Yeah, I totally, totally, totally agree. So, you know, obviously he's the, um, he's the mandolin player and singer one of the many, you know, yeah. there's so many vocal parts yeah. on some of these harmonies. Oh, it's so good. So, you know, at the time, the only remaining original member was the lead vocalist, Matt Davenport, but not for much longer. And here's where it starts getting, getting a little interesting. Okay. So, you know, after years of failing to find their footing as a, a professional act, the band caught the eye of the, or ear, I guess you could say, of the producer Keith Stiegel. We've talked about Keith Stiegel at some yeah. point before. Yeah, the very uh, famed producer, po- popular for producing the the, a- the Alan Jackson sound of the yeah. 90s. Yeah, and once you get into that, I mean, that's that's success. That's yeah. all success written all over, yeah. you know. Okay, so so they're recording demos with him, okay? And they are the Tennessee River Boys at this point. Mm-hmm. And Keith would have Marty Rowe 
which was a member of the band, you know, guitarist, backup singer at the time, kind of a backup singer, I guess you could say. So he would have Marty sing as just like the scratch track for Matt Davenport to record with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they'd like dub it out in post, like swap them out. Yeah, yeah, which, you know, I guess that that could be standard practice. Mm -hmm. But um, after, after hearing Marty lead these songs... He knew that Marty had to be the lead singer. Yeah. He had to be the lead singer. And he, you know, he would go on to convince the rest of the band that, like, hey, Marty needs to be you guys. Marty's singer. your front man. He's your guy. Yeah, he's the dude. He's he's the man here. Yeah. And obviously that would make uh, Matt Davenport a little bit uncomfortable, as it would me. I mean, I, I would understand if yeah. I, you know, got booted out of the band because... Uh, but at this point, like, you're the only <laughs> remaining original member. Yeah. You've been lead vocalist all this time. Right. Like, so that would, that'd probably be pretty hard to hear. Right, right. It would be a tough adjustment to be like, all right, I'm going to step back and just mm. play and be a supporting vocal. Yeah. So, obviously, he would end up being uncomfortable, and ultimately, he would leave the band. hmm And it seems as if we've got our, you know, our all-star lineup at this point. Yeah. So they're scrambling to find a replacement before a TV show that was titled Nashville Now, which I would also like to. I would like to have. I'd all like those. to see that. Yeah. <laughs> I would definitely like to see that. So they would. Um, I don't know. I guess you could say, as fate would have it, you mm-hmm. know, they'd pick up uh, Dana Williams, a bass player with bluegrass roots. You know, these bluegrass bass players. So these guys are like ridiculous they musicians. Shred. Yep. So he was from the bluegrass group, the Osborne Brothers. Huge name. Well, he was. Uh, I think it was one of their, one of the original members' nephews. I oh. think is what it was. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. So, so they're still cutting garage demos. They're still working side jobs, and um, they would end up ca- catching a little bit of traction with one of the newer labels in town, which was Arista Nashville. They initially only wanted to sign Marty Rowe to a solo deal, which, you know, I could see that. Very talented. But then they got to see the band open for George Jones, and after that they signed them to a recording contract. Like, that that's like a... Like, you couldn't have Diamond Rio if it were only... If it was just... If it was only Marty. Yeah. Like... That's that's a package deal, you know. It really, is. they work so well together. Yeah. They've they're they just comp, their voices complement each other so well musically. It's, it's just it's that group that when you're like, man, these people have been waiting their whole life to sing together. Like yeah, one of those. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So you know they um, they get this deal and they they felt it was time to finally move on from the name the Tennessee River Boys. <laughs> <laughs> they felt it was it that sounded like a bluegrass gospel yeah name something which, along yeah. those lines yeah like. yeah I could see that so uh, you know they they kicked around a couple names one <laughs> one being Kilroy and the T Town Mavericks yeah those are some good one <laughs> options yeah that's another one I would like to have that T shirt yeah <laughs> like what does that even mean yeah which one's Kilroy and which. 
Yeah. <laughs> I guess it. I don't know. So, uh, you know, thank God they signed, or, or they they decided on the name Diamond Rio. Yeah, which I guess was originally after a trucking company, like Diamond Rio Trucking. Okay. And they also got the blessing from uh, Marty Raven, who, uh, before they were Shenandoah, I guess had briefly worked under the name Diamond Rio and kicked that one around as one of their final names, which I didn't know either nope. when we did the Shenandoah episode. No so. idea. It's always nice that we can all continually learn new things about the air together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we still got our learning caps on all these years later. Yeah. <laughs> so you, they've got the new name. They've got their dream team assembled. And, um, okay, in February of 91, they'd released their first single. First single. Mm-hmm. Meet, <laughs> meet in the Middle. It, first single. What, what one, who, like, whose choice was that? What producer was like, he knew, he was like, we got the talent. We released this track as the first single, and we are set for years to come. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, that's that's a gigantic song to this day. That's probably the song that, like, that if you don't even say you don't listen to Diamond Rio, like, everybody probably knows yeah. that song. You know that song, yeah. and you know most of the words to it, if yeah. not all. You know, obviously, it was, a, it was a number one hit, and that would make Diamond Rio... No longer the uh, the Kilroy and T Town Mavericks. No longer the uh, <laughs> Grizzly the River Boys. Grizzly River, Tennessee River. Diamond Rio would be the first group to have their debut single climb to the very top of the country music charts. What an impressive feat! Heck yeah! And especially at the time when I think that the main reason they didn't want to sign them as a band is because they were signing so many. The bands was were catchy, and they yeah. were signing a lot of bands, yeah, like Exile and Restless Heart. Yeah, they're like, oh, just another drop in the bucket, another band. Right? Like, nope, nope. <laughs> Not when your first single is a number one hit. Like, <laughs> man, how about that, Diamond Rio? And uh, if you guys still. If you guys still don't really recognize many Diamond Rio songs, we're about to change that for you. We're oh, going to yeah. either give you some brand new stuff here, or new to you rather, if you mm -hmm. haven't heard this stuff, or you're, we're going to jog your memory with some of the greatest 90s country songs of all time. Either way, you're when this is over, you're going to be ready to go listen to these tunes. Yeah, yeah. And when you do, just like always, you'll be able to find them on the Chattahoochee podcast top tracks yeah. playlist. I, I challenge you to find a bad song on that playlist. Dare Anyone you. out there. Double log you, you. You won't do it. Can't. Can't do it. There's not a song worth skipping on there. Can't do it. Nope. Nope. It's all, there's only just bangers. Yeah. Just bangers. That's all we got on there. That's all we got to give you. And you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so I'm excited about this top tracks in particular because, you know, um, most of the artists we've covered are pretty on the popular, more popular end. And Diamond Rio is very right. popular, but a lot of uh, a lot of diverse songs out there. So I'm mm -hmm. curious to see if we link up. Last last time when we covered Patty, we had uh, three matching yeah. tracks. Yeah, I have a feeling we might we might link up somewhere, mm -hmm. but uh, I don't know. I don't know. I I was uh, we were talking about this before we started recording. This one was a little difficult for me because, like, of the the Diamond Rio songs that I like a whole lot, there's several that I like, like, equally. Mm -hmm. I feel like I yeah. love several of these songs equally. Like, they could be interchanged on any, any given day, yeah. you know? So this is going to be fun. 
I'm excited. This is gonna be fun. Um, let me see. If um if you guys haven't uh if you guys are new to the podcast or just tuning in, the way we generally do this is Caleb and I will both have five top tracks and three honorable mentions. We have not discussed with one another before before this what these tracks are. Sometimes we link up, sometimes we don't. And it's always interesting to see what songs really uh, struck us through the years and yeah. why. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it, this is always this is always really fun. And um, I guess, how about I'll kick us off with my number eight, my number one honorable mention. I'm so ready. Let's do this. All right. Holden. Oh, yeah. Holden. Holden. Love it. Oh, that, that's such a catchy song. Yeah. Even like, like even if you like, because I hadn't heard this particular song in a really long time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not if I go if I would like search Spotify for Diamond Rio, this is probably not the one that I would click right off the bat. Mm. But just going back and listening to some of these, this is such a dag. Like, you will get this song in your head, and you can't get yeah, it out. It holds up the test of time. Yeah. Come on, it's me. Okay. It's good. It's good. Oh. What you got? First honorable mention for me. Take us for a ride here. Oh. Bubba Hyde. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, this one is a single from their 94 album. Uh, and then it climbed into the top 20. I mean, it's just a surely a uniquely <laughs> weird and fun song from the era. And I just could not include it. Because like, the first time or two <laughs> I hear it, I'm like, this is ridiculous. Same. And then Same. the more I listen to it, I find myself just loving it and just like continuing to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Like musically, it's just a real groovy tune. Lyrically, it just grew on me. I don't, I can't explain it. And it's maybe it's just like because it's it might it's probably the only country song that uses the word metamorphosize ever probably ever maybe the only song ever written. And and just like if you pair the music video with it, also I think that's what really yeah. also makes me fall in love with it. It's as awesome and ridiculous at the same time as you would expect it to be. Honestly, that's a song that I didn't think I liked. Same, I was and like, I, once I went back list to it, I'm like, like I'll I'll admit it didn't make my top eight, but it almost did. Yeah, I was like, like it's. It's a better song than you remember it. It being. was on the cusp, and I was like, "Yeah, this this I've listened to it so much. It's mm-hmm. surely at least an honorable mention." So slap on your high karate aftershave, <laughs> Shave. put on your Elvis jacket, custom made, custom made. Slot on those uh, patent, patent leather, leather zebra, zebra boots. boots, and yeah, let's go. Let's <laughs> go toe tapping. Like you said, the music on that is really good yeah. too. Musically, it's a great song. Okay, uh, here's a question for you: mm-hmm. What's a better What's the best Bubba, 90s Bubba song? Because you got this, you got <laughs> oh Bubba Shot God, the Jukebox. And then Bubba you, Can Dance. Bubba Can Dance. Is it the same Bubba? Is this like a Bubba verse? The, the Bubba universe, <laughs> Bubba verse, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like to imagine it's the same Bubba. Yeah. Or, it, or it could be like... Um, like the spider verse where there's you know, I mean there's different yeah, versions. Different of kind of bubbas out there. <laughs> Man, that's a hard pick. I think um 
I think I, this might be the best. You think this one's the best? I think it might I be I think the it best. would be, uh, it's almost a coin flip for me between this and if Bubba can dance. Yeah. Just because <laughs> somehow in that, Shenandoah feels like that <laughs> perfect country sound <laughs> with like some real um, sampled sounds that just work so well. Yeah. <laughs> Bubba shot the jukebox. Still not a bad song, though. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine that Bubba started out dancing and, mm-hmm. you know, his uh, patent leather zebra yeah. boots and his custom. You know, he's Taylor across Elvis the county jacket. line. He's somewhere else. And then they played a song he didn't like and yeah. then he shot the jukebox. And that's yeah. that's the saga of Bubba. Yeah. There's yeah. there's your Lord of the Rings trilogy <laughs> yeah, version it. of the Bubba verse here. Coming to a theater near you. <laughs> Man. We've we started out hot out of the gate here. Okay, well, let me bring it down a few notches with my number seven mm-hmm. with a really depressing song that's Ooh. also very good. You're gone. Oh, God, yeah. Piano-driven, mm-hmm. you know. I can just imagine him up there in his power stance playing this and, like, everybody in the crowd is just weeping. <laughs> just a very full-bodied piano in that, too, just rattling oh, yeah. your bones piano. And I'll tell you one thing. I mean, there's some lines in this that um, are just really good, sad country lines. Yeah. Like uh, the end of the, the chorus. I think it's the end of the chorus. No, it's in, maybe at the end of the verse. Anyway, this is um, the good news is I'm better for the time we spent together. Yeah. Uh, and you're like, okay, cool. Yeah, great. And the bad news is you're gone. Oh. <laughs> Man. <laughs> It's good. Oh. But what makes this song, I think, incredible is the vocal harmonies. It is, oh my gosh. The, uh, ah, that yeah. really, really hot, gosh, it's Mint, crazy. Mint, they're waiting their whole lives to sing together, truly. Yeah, yeah. And that, uh, that solidified this as my number seven. Oh, man, that's a good one. I'm going to take a so moment depressing. to cry. I'm thinking about it. It's so sad. Okay, uh, number seven for me. Notice me, Norma Jean Riley. Oh my gosh, that low? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Don't call me a fool, but yeah. <laughs> uh, this is one of five singles that dropped from their debut album gosh. and would find its way to number two. Talk about coming out swinging. Yeah, Jeez for real. Please. Like they were destined. Like, what an amazing debut album. Um, man, it's just a fun, upbeat song. Yeah. About all this that dude that has this love interest that he's really trying to get to notice him. And he mm-hmm. comes up with all these like really funny, quirky ways of being like, oh, yeah. I wish I had a car. Yeah. You know, top laid back music up loud. Or I wish I had a dog. Catch her in a park with a puppy, puppy on, on a string. string. Yeah. And just Marty Rose delivery and charisma and yeah. like singing and performing is like, I can see why he needed to be the front man. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Honestly, though, like if you think about like the like this song lyrically, like if you change the music and delivery of this song, it's it it could have been included in our Halloween episode. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> he's falling around town. He's like, I know what. I'll get a car and then a puppy. <laughs> then I'll follow this. Then lady. I'll learn to dance. The hottest moves in the latest styles. <laughs> <laughs> After a while, they'll see. They'll see. Or just imagine the Kevin from the office. They see. They see. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like trip. that one's just like a fun little tale and like 
fun experience to listen to every yeah. time you hear it. So yeah, worth consideration. Absolutely, it is. Okay, my number six. Kissable, huggable, lovable, unbelievable. Well, how about that? Me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did it. This is truly unbelievable. <laughs> A mouthful of anything and everything I could ever want. <laughs> A mouthful of anything. This, this song is so much fun. It is. And from start to finish, like the little do 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 the uh, guitar. The bass line. It's yeah, just walking the whole the time. The bass is fantastic. The self-indulgent <laughs> mandolin pieces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the little, like it even has like these really AJ feeling music breaks mm-hmm. in it. It's just good, man. It's a song that musically you're just like, man, these dudes are all at the top of their game. Like, they just all take yeah. a minute to shred. Never thought I would find someone so. There's so many good rhymes in that song, too. It's just, man, it's fun. Yeah, and I, that was such a good song that not only in 98 did it climb to number two on the country charts, but it also managed to break into the top 40 on the Hot 100, which Dang. is, you know, a cumulative of all genres. Yeah. So that's pretty impressive. That's, for, that's surprising. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not surprising to us because we know how great it is. But for, you know, for all genres, like across Everybody all genres, that's it. that's pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah, but yeah, it's so catchy. Uh, it's I feel like it's a musician's showcase for the band. They're like, let's just take them in and let everybody know that we can yeah. shred. Yeah. Um, and... Here's a here's an unbelievable fact about the song Unbelievable. One of the songwriters, a fellow by the name of Jeffrey Steele, okay, also has wrote has co-writing credits on a lot of songs, two of which I pulled to discuss. Okay. Because um, um, they're real interesting. I'm excited. With how how good and unbelievable this song is, uh-huh. it's also unbelievable that this dude also wrote these two songs. Okay. I'll give you some clues to one of them okay son of the third generation farmer (laughs) married 10 years to the farmer's daughter you know you don't always hit a home run when you step up to the plate sometimes not everybody can write international international harvester (laughs) oh okay what's the other one one that we talked about in our last episode that was a terrible trace adkins song Chrome? Yep. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. So how unbelievable that he wrote, unbelievable, <laughs> and then also later on Chrome and International Harvester. Jeez, International man. Harvester, which I also recently learned, is another one of those jump out of the moving vehicle songs for oh, my yeah. wife. Is yeah. <laughs> Redneck Yacht Club, yes. International yeah. Harvester, no. <laughs> that and Tim McGraws don't take the girl. Those are jump out of the moving vehicle song <laughs> don't take the girl <laughs> jeez well dang we're already up to our uh, we're top five tracks we've linked up isn't that unbelievable Super kissable good. huggable yeah. lovable unbelievable. unbelievable it seems like it should be like a commercial yeah for like some uh, some good smelling shampoo or some, something or some uh, high karate aftershave something mm-hmm. like that yeah <laughs> that <laughs> You won't believe it. It's unbelievable. <laughs> All right, my number five. Ooh, okay, see what see if it happens again. It might. Mirror, mirror. 
Not happening here. Not happening here? Okay. But fantastic song. Man, I love this song. It's uh, just so clever. And, like, I don't know. The, the song has such a feel to it that you feel like he may be under the influence while singing the song. Yeah. Like, it almost, like, it's one of these songs that, like, tells a story. Like, it's so believable from his delivery. Like, yeah. The, like, the lyrically matched with how he sings it is so good. And yeah. how it kind of, like, it's like a slow-moving groove to the song. Yeah. What he say, uh... For lunch, he had um, black coffee and three black cigarettes. coffee and three cigarettes. <laughs> I said, "Say it'll kill me, but I've got a hunch this broken heart's going to beat him to the punch." Beat him to the punch, man. Mirror, mirror on my wall. Tell me who is the loneliest fool of them all? Clever, clever. One of the we eventually could talk about just clever. Our favorite clever tracks only like that one's in mm. there. That's a good one. Wait a minute. I believe I see the answer. Standing, there. staring back at me. <laughs> Genius. It's good, man. That's a great song. And, and another one where their harmonies are just fantastic. Oh, it's so good on that one. Outstanding. It's good. What you got? Okay, breaking into the top five. Here we go. My number five is a song that I didn't honestly expect to have in my top track store honorable mentions. Okay. But I left it in there and I just kept playing it while I was listening to things. Mm-hmm. And it just kept finding its way into honorable mentions and eventually into the top five is in a week or two. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Uh, this track was their first single from their sophomore album, which was, um, closer to the edge. Yeah. And a song, one of those songs that climbs to number two, but should have been a number one, mm-hmm. man. It's just a really epic ballad that I don't care how good of a mood you're in or yeah. how happy you are. It'll pull your heartstrings. It'll get yeah, you. It like, will. Their delivery. It, it, it pulls you in. It emotionally sneaks up on you. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a good feeling song, but then you dive in lyrically. Like, ooh, that, yeah. Yeah, that one hurts a little bit. <laughs> and I think this that was, leaves leaves a burn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the one, too, that's probably why Dana Williams, the bassist, is probably mm. my favorite member of the band. It just calls, like, it's this real sad, slow tempo ballad. Yeah. But he just has these real beefy, chunky, rumbly oh, yeah. bass lines in it through the whole mm-hmm. way where he'll just like slide down and just let it rumble. Yeah. I think it pairs so well with the context of the song. Yeah. And man, and it and it also just like those low go the lows of that and the low end goes so well with the highs in Marty's voice. Yeah. It just makes it. Yeah. I tell you what I uh, something I love about that song too is how they choose to do that pause with the drums like right before the chorus. Yeah. The, and that yeah. snare sounds so good. Like it, it just sets the course up for for success. You know, yeah. it is. I, I really like the it's just drums like, on that. Pause, take a minute. Here we go over the edge of the roller coaster. <laughs> Run down to the river at night. Sail away. It's just me and you. In a week or two. In a week or two. <laughs> that it's good. That's very good. All right. Here's a song you've mentioned. <gasps> Norma Jean Riley. Ooh. Yeah, it, it's way up there for me, man. I really like it's it. good. Norma Jean Riley. Everybody says, boo, boo, nothing you can do. Never got nothing you don't like to do. Ah, uh, man, I really like it. It's just, it's just so fun to listen to. Yeah. Like, this is one of those, like, because listening through these and, like, finalizing my list, I had a list of, like, ten songs mm-hmm. just 
on loop. Yeah. And every single time it came to this song, I was excited all over again. Yeah. You know? It's this, It's one of these songs that I grew up loving. I remember it, hearing it on the radio all the time. It's always catchy. Every yeah. time it's catchy. Yeah. Like, I think it was uh, uh, Dan, keyboardist Dan Truman that had co-writing credits on that one, too. Oh, yeah. good job, dude. Great, great song. Yeah. Great, great song to contribute to. Norma Jean Riley. And uh, speaking of uh, Norma Jean Riley and uh, how they had so many like lineup changes, I instantly thought of uh, like when when I was reading through their history and their like early early start with like no original members. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about the band Norma Jean. Yes. How that they're exactly the same way, and I'm thinking somehow there's there's a meme in there somewhere. Yeah, there has to there has to be a it's, meme. It's going to come to fruition. <laughs> Norma Jean Riley, be on the lookout. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So that's my what number four? four. Number four for me. This Romeo ain't got Julie yet. Oh my gosh! Well, guess what? It's my number three. Oh wow! <laughs> we so were close. close. Uh man, this is a it's just musically like it's such a catchy tune. I it love is. hearing it every time. As another one, the 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 drums really shine on this yeah. song. This is one that uh, lead guitarist Jimmy Olander actually had co-writing credits on mm. uh, from the album "Closer to the Edge." It never broke into the top ten. It's surprising. Very. I feel like that is such a good song. Yeah. This Romeo. Um, it's just like one of those songs we talk about. Just like Norman Jean Raleigh, it has one of those hooks that, like, after you hear it, like, it's just in your head all day. Mm-hmm. You're singing it, you're yeah. humming it all day, and it's an absolute toe tapper. Yeah, absolutely, it is. the The high harmony on the chorus is so high. Yeah, but gosh, it's good, man. I love the harmonies on this. It's just a good, good track all around. Like anytime you can fit all of those things into one song and it be like a well-written song lyrically like it the song literally has everything that i like about 90s country yeah you know you got the instrumentation that's fantastic really good lyrics great delivery and harmony jimmy olander's licks on that are amazing gosh it's good four and three we're close there yeah close what's your number three Oh boy. Okay. My number three. I hope we can still meet here and do this after this, but my number three is meet in the middle. Yep. Really? Yeah. Explain, please. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Man, you, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to believe in anymore. He's on his way to burn down that Georgia pine tree <laughs> yeah. between us. I'm cutting that sucker down now. <laughs> uh, yeah, first single ever released, as we said. First number one hit for the band. Yeah. And an iconic song for the 90s country era. Um, this was like with a track as a kid that made me fall in love with Diamond Rio. Mm-hmm. I had this one on cassette. Yeah. And like one of those little like weird play school cassette players that had like a microphone. Oh, or yeah. Something weird. Play school special. Yeah. Jam it and that. Um. I can just remember, like, even now, just, like, that same 
wonder and excitement and hearing that little opening guitar lick yeah and being like what is this mu- what is this magician <laughs> doing just when you hear that note rise and just like mm-hmm. bend and fall down just yeah Wah! it's like <laughs> what is he doing man like, it's so good <laughs> But an iconic uh, Diamond Rio track, yeah, one one that you can't skip when it comes on. Like, oh yeah, you got to meet him in the middle. Yeah, and you got to build out that course with Marty and the boys. Like, we've gained a lot of ground. Great, great, great song. So hopefully, we can still meet in the middle after knowing that's my we'll number see. three. We'll see. <laughs> Man, I'm I'm very curious now. I'm very curious. Well, okay. My number two, uh, another song that you have mentioned in a week or two. Oh, yeah. Was that was this also for you like a song that you were like instantly like, this is a top track or did oh, yeah. it just keep climbing up there? Well, I knew that uh, I honestly expected this to be my number one song at first. It's cause, amazing. Because I knew going in, like, okay, that is one of the songs. If I was going to go to Spotify and look for Diamond Rio, like, I'd click that one. Yeah. Like, s- six out of ten times, that's going to be the first one I click yeah. on. You know? Great, great song. It's just so clever. It's so, so clever. And um, I guess just the use of the word, too. When I think about this song... I think about Shenandoah's Two Dozen Roses mm-hmm. every time. Yeah. And they these are that's two groups that I've always kind of like like lumped in together mm-hmm. as similar in my mind. I mean it's obviously a similar time. Yeah. You know. And I wonder, I mean, they're both they're both Martys. I want to see an episode of Celebrity Deathmatch where uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, go Marty on, yes. from Diamond Rio fights Marty Rabin. It's beating each other with acoustic guitars. Yeah, but here's here's the kicker: um, they get a, a a tag team partner, and um, obviously Marty from Diamond Rio is going to pick um, who, in my mind, is referred to as Mean Gene, his yeah. right hand man, Mean Gene Johnson, yeah, exactly, with his mandolin. Yeah, and um, Marty Rabin's going to pick. Uh, <laughs> Let me tell you something, Mean Gene. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and then uh, Marty Raven's going to pick um, Mike McGuire, yeah. which uh, it's n- it's not been confirmed nor denied <laughs> that he's the brother of home run king Mark McGuire. Yeah. So he's going to have a baseball bat, obviously. Yeah, I mean, and that's going to be a great, <laughs> maybe a great episode of Celebrity oh. Deathmatch. Like, where <laughs> make it happen, guys. <laughs> oh, I agree with her. I was thinking I would love to hear Marty Rowe and Marty Rabin sing a duet together. Well, but you know, also, yeah, in the square circle, <laughs> mono e mono, let's throw down. Ready to rumble speakers. Yep. <laughs> but anyway, in a week or two, yeah, great song. It's just so uh, like, and he's talking about how he, you know, he planned to do it in a week or two, but then he says, you know, and somehow fall became spring yeah and you know eventually she just got away from him yeah both that and you were saying two dozen roses both Mm -hmm. like iconic 90s country songs of of the tale of you know a little too late Mm -hmm. Uh, who was it that uh was it uh tanya tucker that said it's a little too late to do the right thing now yeah maybe that's who they were singing about (laughs) so yeah that's my number two 
my number two. Okay. The track that you mentioned. Okay. okay. Mirror, mirror. Mirror, mirror. Gosh, that's so good. Once again, another track from their debut album of Absolute Bangers. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, like we were, you've already said, this is like, their harmonies are always spectacular, but on this one in particular, man, oh man. Yep. It is outstanding. Yep. Uh, and just like a clever, cleverly written song. And also just love it in tandem with the music video that yeah. whoever directed this was just like, all right, they set up mirrors everywhere. So you get all these, like you could be looking <laughs> dead on at Marty and yeah. get like four different angles of him also. And all these mirrors that are surrounding them in right. this room. Um, it's also kind of heartbreaking for me too, because <laughs> upon seeing that, I'm like, look at that. That's Jimmy Olander. He's left-handed like me. No, he's, it's just his reflection <laughs> in a mirror. He's, he's not left-handed. <laughs> Um, this was penned by a combination of songwriters that have worked on a lot of other songs that we like too Mm -hmm. and I think that's okay I think that that's kind of of look for that as a theme sometimes where I'm like this song I like a lot who wrote this song and what other songs do they you know that I just find their tracks stand out to me in in their content of songwriting Um, of three uh, Bob DiPerio John Jared and Mark D. Sanders, who all collectively worked on together uh, Church on Cumberland Road. Heck yeah. Money in the Bank. Oh my gosh. And Blue Clear Sky. Dang. Gosh. Yeah. And we would know Mark D. Sanders as probably on his yacht somewhere because he's the man that I wrote, uh, I Hope You Dance. Wow. I'm sure that he was ready to retire (laughs) after that song alone. Yeah, I'd say everybody attached to that song in any yeah. way is probably doing just yeah. fine. Don't worry, he's not lost his sense of wonder. <laughs> he's sitting on it. It's a gold mine for that song. <laughs> Finds his sense of wonder every single morning when he wakes up on his yacht. Yeah, yeah. he's all right. He's doing fine. He's like, I'm dancing. Don't hope I am. <laughs> all right, down to. Number one, you can probably guess what mine is, but I have no idea what yours is. Anyway, Meet in the Middle. Meet in the Middle, it's this iconic Diamond yeah. Rio. It's just the the Diamond Rio song. Like That's the first song I'm going to tell somebody. Like If they've never heard Diamond Rio, if they've somehow lived under a rock yeah. for the past 30 years, like Meet in the Middle, it's, it's the song, yeah. you know? Like, even... Even if they had no other, like, even fairly good songs, yeah, this would you know this is going to set them apart as you know, fantastic singers, musicians, songwriters. Yeah. Meet in the middle is just man, it's a great track, great track. I can't think about it or hear it without just hearing that opening riff. That do 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 do. He bends her way out there. <laughs> That's another one. I love the drums on this song too. It's their style in that music video is standalone. Like they are all uniquely yeah. different. Dana Williams is in a a duster, a big oh, yeah. black duster. Yeah. Mean Gene Johnson has on that fringe jacket, <laughs> and you, when you hear fringe, you're probably like, oh, like an inch or two of fringe. No, this is like a foot and a half of fringe. <laughs> It's more, he was more fringe than man at that yeah. moment. 
meat in the middle. It's man, this is so good, so iconic as a '90s country song. In words to live by, you know. Let's yeah. Let's not but heads. Let's let's meet in the middle. Let's meet in the middle beneath the old Georgia pine. That yeah, right beneath that proverbial old Georgia, Georgia pine. pine. Yeah, we've gained a lot of ground, you know, because we both give a little. That's yeah. I mean, ain't no road too long. Nope. When you meet in the middle, amen. I mean, I think it was in Proverbs. Yeah. <laughs> Book a row. <laughs> all right well i'm ready to hear it what you got well and we almost as you know once upon a time before we got here to this diamond episode that was almost the first band that we covered and it ended up instead being shenandoah true so we've been i've been listening to diamond Rio on and off a pretty good while just because i had a playlist on standby right you Never know. thought this would be my number one, but here we are. It's all in your head. Really? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. I I don't know how, because like I said, it's, it's much the same as kind of like Bubba Hyde. When you first yeah. hear it, you're like, what is happening here in this song? <laughs> like, what is going on? This is crazy and ridiculous. But I'm just like a sucker for songs that tell interesting stories. Right. And man, this one is wild. <laughs> so yeah, like you know, the first time you're here, you're like, "This is ridiculous." Like, so let me hear it again. And it's then you strange. listen to it. Again. It's a little strange at first. Very strange. But then I just kept listening to it and listening to it, and it's a really like a one of a kind song for the era. I feel there's nothing else to compare it to. Like yeah. you'll have some like similar songs or like with some similar ideas. Yeah. This is pretty standalone, and it's just uh, <laughs> musically and lyrically, and in Marty's delivery, it's just got big energy throughout the whole song. Like they're yeah. real amped up in hearing right. them sing this and perform mm-hmm. this, um, and they really give it all they have. And I just, man, I just, I feel like um, didn't expect to fell in love with the song. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a song that stands the test of time and is yeah. still still kind of relevant in just the right. world of like crazy things people think and conspiracy theories and all that kind of thing. (laughs) Uh, But in just songwriting, man, oh man, I'm going to read a few lines that I think the main reasons I love this is because it's so catchy and storytelling. Yeah. Uh, Every Friday night, he'd pick Jesus to fight down at the local pool hall, racking up souls, condemning all those caught behind the eight ball. (laughs) Like that's good. That's That's so good. That's really good. And then in the, following verse in his quest for truth daddy was moved by the spirit to take up a snake in a moment of doubt the venom turned out stronger than daddy's faith oh my gosh <laughs> it's like man who wrote this what were, what was happening in their what life because this is wild. yeah <laughs> it's fun when we get to these songs that just like slowly creep up from like songs that we don't even expect like you said like a song you don't even expect yeah. to like near or at the very top of your list it's it's fun when this happens that's what i was thinking like 10 year old me if you ask him what his favorite number one diamond rio song was he'd probably mm-hmm. told you meet in the middle 100 percent. Right. right and me now i don't this one just resonates with yeah. me more now i guess never would have <laughs> thought it would be there but i'm like i've been like 10 year old be like marty what what are you talking about like, what and now i'm like i completely understand marty <laughs> it's a wild world out there y'all <laughs> Dang. Find the truth. You do got to read between the lines, Marty. <laughs> and uh, honestly, they had um, they had more 
like big songs mm-hmm. that didn't make our list, you know? Let me see. Let me see what's another one that was gigantic. Oh, man. I Here's a song I didn't really like, but was a pretty big hit for them, mm-hmm. was Mama Don't Forget to Pray for Me. That was, yeah. I almost had, um, from their fourth album, it was uh, That's What I Get for Loving You. Yeah. That's what yeah. I get. Love a little stronger. That's one yes. that I remember hearing a whole lot. Yes, a whole lot. I will say this: is if you've never really heard, it's all in your head. If you want the ultimate experience, mm-hmm. I think this is another reason I love that song so much. Is number one off of their album "Love a Little Stronger." On mm-hmm. most of their albums, they have like at least one track that's just a straight instrumental. Yeah. Well, if you set your crossfade on Spotify to one second uh-huh. and listen to Appalachian Dream. From the level, a uh, little stronger album. Okay. And cue it up, followed up by "It's All in Your Head." Immediately after that instrumental, oh. it sounds like Appalachian Dream is just this epic two and a half minute instrumental intro into "It's All in Your oh Head." Oh my gosh, I gotta like, do that when it finishes and rings out, and then the notes of "It's All in Your Head" just kick oh in with that picking part. It's just like Dang. an experience to be had. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna do that. I'm yeah, 100% It's gonna do really that. good. That's the best way I can say you could consume that song. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've got to do that. Um, a song that I didn't love was uh, Beautiful Mess. <sighs> didn't love it. I'll tell you what, it's a really good song, but it just got played out so hard in the early 2000s era. Do you know which one? One more day. Oh man, it it was like during nine yeah. eleven. You heard that man. Yeah. You heard that it was, a lot. It is kind of great song. It was just like too much radio play to the yeah. point of like, okay, we're done. It's detrimental to the song yeah. when you hear it that much. I tell you what was good that I hadn't really heard. I don't think was um, and we've talked about this record ever since this podcast started. Was um. Their Keith Whitley cover of Ten Feet Away that was on that Keith Whitley tribute. Oh, yes. Man, it's good. It almost made my top tracks. That's it's, a good man, one. It's really good. Because that's, I mean, it's just a great song. Yeah. But it's a great cover of that song, too. One day we'll have to take the time and have an episode and just talk about that Keith Whitley covers album. Yeah, just track by track. This is so good. It really, it really is. Another one that I like uh, that didn't make my list, that I like it more musically than lyrically, I think, is um, How Your Love Makes Me Feel. Yeah, yeah. I heard that one a lot growing up. That was right at the, uh, towards the back end of the 90s era. 98, yeah. I think, 99. Yeah, yep, I think you're right. Man, Diamond Rio. Grizzly River, was it Grizzly River Grizzly Mountain? Grizzly River Boys. Grizzly River Boys. <laughs> Dang what what a top what a top tracks that was. Yeah. I mean and and like we've already said, like once you go find these on our Chattahoochee Top Tracks playlist, I mean every single song we've mentioned is fantastic. Yeah. Every like there's not a bad song on there. No. We wouldn't have it. You know? It's when I turn that on, like I can just hit shuffle and be okay with the cards I'm dealt because it's all yeah. good. And I'm going to challenge you. You're going to think Bubba Hyde is silly for a second. 
Give but I want th- you to listen yeah. to it. I mean, give it give it two listens. Yeah. You're going to want more of it. And you you're going to keep listening to it's it. It's going to be stuck in your head. <laughs> you're welcome. No. <laughs> Next thing you know, you'll be standing there and you're covered in high karate aftershave and your <laughs> Elvis jacket custom made. Custom made. <laughs> you'll be saying, you know, I think I didn't like that song. And here I was the other day out shopping and I bought these, you know, custom tailored zebra print boots. Like, <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Dang. Dang. What a song. Domin Rio. I'm glad that they uh, persevered. I mean, they, they could have easily, you know, given up or, you know, hung it up early on just because yeah. of, you know, hitting the, the brick wall of, like, no success early on and then all the lineup changes. But, you know. I'm glad they. Stuck I'm it out, thankful, yeah. I yes. guess, that they um, they they stuck it out, and we have all these great songs now. Thankful for Marty and Mean Gene and uh, <laughs> Brian and Dan and Dana. Like, thank you all so much. <laughs> thank you. Yes, for your music, your voices. Yes, if you're listening to this, thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> we always we just always find ourselves needing one more day of listening one more, to Domino one more Rio. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man this is a fun fun episode really fun episode um like we always tell you guys go hit up our socials we're having a ball over there yeah we're having so much fun just you know sharing memes and talking to you guys and, and uh, receiving all the uh the hate mail i wouldn't call it hate mail because all these songs are great yeah and you sometimes it, it is hard to pick some songs over others, yeah. And that that's the worst it gets is like, how did you not include that song or this song, you know? But it's always a fun conversation. Yeah, it's fun to talk about like the the country music history that we've covered, like this on that little segment, the, this day in country music history. And you know, we're thankful for those conversations. We're we're thankful that you guys are just listening. You yeah, know? if you um. You know, if you're new, if you were just giving us a try, go ahead and follow, subscribe, go find us on rate us, leave a review. Yeah, give us a five star review. That um, my understanding is uh, the more five star reviews you get, the more searches you will show up in, yes. and you know you'll you'll show up in more people's feeds. And you know, we want to keep this thing going. We want to want to keep it growing, and you know, have this conversation with uh, even more people. You know, yes. We're we're having a ball and we're not really planning on stopping ever. Nope. So sorry, not sorry for that. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> uh like like we said at the at the top of the episode, get you one of those hats. I mean and we weren't joking when we said very limited quantities. Like get them before they are gone because yep. they will sell out. Like these suckers yep. will I might buy two. Yeah. I mean, you never know. One on standby. I mean, like you once you see these, if something happened to it, it would it would hurt your heart. Yeah. And we know that these are never going to be around anywhere ever again. You're not going to find these hats. You're not going to find this print. I mean, it's limited edition. Yeah. Limited edition for sure. So grab those and be on the lookout for some some killer sales coming up. Yes. And we'll, I mean, we're we're thankful for you guys. We're thankful. I guess, um, Caleb, if you'll allow me to, I'd like to um, 
just say a few more things I'm thankful for. Yeah. I mean, I I got to thank Mama for the cooking. Yeah. Daddy for the whooping. Uh, yep. The devil for the trouble that I get into. Yeah. I mean, I got to give. You do. I've got to give credit where credit is due. I thank the bank for the money and thank God for you. Amen. Love you guys. Love you. See you next time. <laughs>